Sunday with Kay, and uh, I really invite you to uh, reach out with your candle and get ready to just light up this this day, Mother's Day. What a wonderful, wonderful day. So Travis is going to ask me some questions, my son Travis. So go ahead, Travis. Yeah, I just wanted to get uh, your experiences of being a mom and um, also add my experiences, uh, what I've gained from our relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to see, uh, before I was born, mm-hmm. obviously uh, maybe some of our listeners don't know, but I, I wasn't, uh, you, the doctors had told you that you weren't biologically able That's to. That's right. Absolutely. Right. Seven different doctors. So you got the, you found out you're pregnant. Yeah, but I had never done any of those, uh, you know, treatments and everything to help you get pregnant. I just accepted it and and said, you know, that's the way it's going to be. And uh, and how did it happen? I mean, was it was it an interesting story? Is it a pretty common like you missed your period and then well, it wasn't, you got the well, test? Or? I never was one that that was a regular kind of person like that. And then. Um, uh, right at oddly, right about that time when when uh, the pregnancy when I found out about the pregnancy, I was feeling not so hot in the morning, but I wasn't horribly sick. And always about that time of the year, anyway, I had little allergies that were kind of bothering me, and I get kind of an upset stomach and just sort of feel a little achy all over. So I didn't put anything to it, and mm. then my stomach started feeling very hard. I said, oh, dear, something's wrong. So anyhow, I went to the doctor, and he smiled, and he said, uh, well, honey, would you like to hear your baby's heart? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I went, whoa. And then he took this little instrument and put it put it uh, across my mid there, and I heard a whoosh, 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 whoosh. I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Now, I was older. Uh-huh. I was, yeah, I, I was from... Um, about 43, uh, right? No, 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 older than that. No, uh-uh. I was going on 45 years old. Uh-huh. And so he said, well, we're a little concerned, honey. And uh, and he said, so, you know, you're having a baby so late and never have had a baby before, although you seem like you're in pretty good health. But I'm going to give you 48 hours to decide whether you want to terminate this pregnancy or not because... Anything like this, sometimes um, there is a chance for uh, to have a Down syndrome child or anything. And your mm-hmm. daddy said if she was going to have a kangaroo, she'd have it. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, he said, well, I still want you to report back to me in 48 hours. Want you to think it over and everything. Well, whether there wasn't even a discussion about it, and um, and so then we, you know, we went from there. Now, uh, uh-huh. also, uh, what is the story about how you, how the doctor told you that you were bi- biologically incapable? Were you ever trying to have children at any point, or no, was that no, just during no, a checkup no. one time? Well, a whole lot of it had to do with that I was never regular at, at any time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, different times when I would have checkups and stuff like that, it was mentioned. Well, let's see what let's see what's what's happening here and everything, and they and um, this told me that anatomically and whatever, I, I just couldn't have a child. Mm-hmm. Did that was that ever uh, an ex, like uh, 
the case for anyone else in your family, as far as you know? Well, uh, your 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 uh, your cousin Tana, mm-hmm. Tanya, and yeah. uh, and and she has not had children, and she's oh, yeah okay. yeah. Okay, well, and then how far along were you when you when you found out you were pregnant? Uh, about four months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if I've asked even, um, but you know maybe it's a little personal. But what was uh, what was the relationship like between you and my dad at that time? Mm-hmm. Was it, was it, I, I know one thing that you say you think led to that period being when it eventually happened was that you were, I think you were, you said you were just praying for, for something into your life to give you to give a me different purpose. sense of purpose. Yeah. To give me purpose. And how long was that before you ended up? Well, your, your, your dad and I were drifting further and further apart. And, um, I was at home alone by myself so much all the time. And, um, and I just, Many people feel this way. Um, I just felt like, a, you know, every scene in my life was repetitive. You know, I had already done this before, done this before, and everything. And, and I wanted to do something that, that had some real meaning in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was praying all, every night. I would say, you know, um, do something with me. Either turn me on to something or... You know, uh, some 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 kind of way. I need to have a purpose. I can't just live like this, uh, day in and day out, like we're going up and down on a merry-go-round. Is what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and then, and I w- so- and I was taking psychic classes at the time, uh-huh. and uh, there was a lady that was in our class, and she said to me, oh, "Okay," she said. Uh, I see the cutest little baby in your lap. He's just a, she didn't say he, she said the child is just adorable, but that doesn't particularly mean you're going to have a baby. She had been in a psychic for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And we all have, we all have that intuitive ability. And, um, and so, uh, I was taking classes to try to enhance it. And, um, and she said, but you know, you see things in symbols. And then you make up your own little thing about what those symbols mean. And she says, to me, that means something new, new conditions. So it may not necessarily be a baby that you're going to have, but this little baby is just adorable. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I took it that it was going to be new conditions. And then it was, it was about a month later after that that uh, one of the other ladies in the psychic class says, Kay, I see you uh, walking along and there's flowers. It's springtime. And, and you are so happy. And you're saying, I never thought this was going to happen to me. I just never thought this was going to happen to me. Are your thoughts? But I don't know what that's about. So <laughs> that day when I was walking home from the doctor's, because the doctor was just a short walking distance from from where uh, your dad and aunt's apartment was, and uh, and I was looking at flowers blooming all over, and I said, I never thought this could happen, was going to happen to me. <laughs> just yeah. like this, yeah. <laughs> and then what was, um, what was, you, I remember you told me there was a, a book that your dad had left you, right? Yes. That you didn't get to. Now, how was was that also entering your life about that time? Or no, no, no. That was, was that, that was quite before? a bit. That that much before. 
because also there was an, a time when I was starting to feel like my life's just going around in merry-go-rounds, you know. I, I might be having a lot of fun times and things like that, but I'm not headed anywhere. I need to have a soul purpose. And that's when um, I was laying on the couch of all things. And I turned and my dad had given me this book many, many years ago. And, and uh, I did not care for my dad's philosophies in life. And so uh, I had just taken, I knew it was a book about meanings and things like that. So I just put it up on the shelf and never paid any attention to it. But that particular day, the sun was shining and it had a silver, it had a, uh, a silver, paper thing that, you know, that that your books are wrapped with. Mm -hmm. And um, it just caught my eye. Right now, I don't remember the name of the book, but it was was actually a metaphysical book. And that was my first first, uh, understanding of metaphysical, that something, something spiritual happens before the uh the material happens right. and, and it explained it explained that uh the real power is in spiritual form, and we have a tendency to always think that it's material form, and the materialness is what settles us into our spiritual life when it is just the opposite. So that's and, sort of planted uh, uh-huh. the seed for, yeah. for oh, your interest in yeah. uh-huh. uh, reading yes, more it, spiritual things. And, yes, it did. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. And then so yeah. were you studying anything like that uh, by the time that I was uh Oh, yes, writing, yes. Or? Yes, I had. Okay. Oh, yes. I had read many, many books, and that was starting to become more and more my interest. And that's how I ended up in the... Um, in this in the circle that we had where we were studying bringing out our, our intuitiveness and stuff and I had gone to Penhorn Scotland because I had seen a book in a, a bookstore in the window and it said God's uh man cooperating with nature. And I thought, Oh wow, that really sounds great and I went in and I got the book and it was all about the spirit forms in the plants. And mm-hmm. how they, them, and the angels had spoken to this woman in meditation, and began telling her uh, how to start a garden in in uh, Scotland. And uh, and they grew these plants. The the community is still there. Uh, they grew these plants in uh, sea soil. This is mm-hmm. car- you can't you can't plant plant plants in sea soil. But you can if you're cooperating with nature. And the divas of the plants would actually tell them what to do. So there was like five five pound potatoes and things like that. So uh they said if you will listen to the mother heart of Mother Nature, you will have such bounty. But while mankind is dominating nature, it's always going to be a struggle. For uh, for you to farm and and to have your plenty, but if you will learn to cooperate and with the angel forces, there will be bounty all over the earth. So they have really really started it in in Finhorn and and it is spreading. 
So there again, it's a story about Mother Nature. So, um, but as far as I know, my dad wasn't, he wasn't too um, into some of those things, though, right? The teachings and the... Your father? Yeah, the spiritual material that you're reading at that time. Not really, no. He he wasn't really, really all that interested at all. Every once in a while, he would take a little bit of interest. Uh, but okay. but not much. He was no. he was a naturalist, and he uh, he in no way. In fact, he encouraged me to do the to do this stuff. He just didn't like the the fact that to really learn these things, you've got to really start getting very serious and drop your interest in other things. And uh, he was not willing to do that. So you find out that you're pregnant, mm-hmm. and um, so what are some of the anticipations that you're having maybe some of the oh it was everybody kept telling me about my age my age my age you know mm-hmm. and so i i i was concerned about your your mental health if you would uh, be born you know a down syndrome child or, you know if you would i would love you anyway um and know that you still had something to teach me <laughs> but um even they were trying to, they were kind of, oh, you're going to have all this trouble with your pregnancy and everything. And I, and I did not. In fact, the uh, the doctor, when when you were born, he said, well, let's go have more babies. Oh, my goodness. This <laughs> 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 is a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then so did you, what were, you know, of course, you had, must have had some anxieties or did so you have the, any... the, Yeah, no, the, those, so besides, those kinds besides of Besides the physical, I mean, did you have any as far as, like, just being a mom, you know. And, oh well, yes, I was. I was worried. That. Am I? Am I going to be wise enough? Always before I thought, you know, I can be as foolish as I want to, and I'll still survive in this world. But then all of a sudden, it's a, oh my God, I can't be. I can't be mm-hmm. not very smart. <laughs> I've got a child whose uh, life is dependent upon me. And I'm very you scary. Never... You never really feel ready, you know, as as much as, uh, you know, you might see a 17-year-old mom versus a 45-year-old mom. You mm-hmm. might think, well, the 45-year-old mom must have this, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. under her belt. She's ready to, you know, but I don't think anyone really, you know, no, maybe not. maybe it was a little better, but I don't think yeah, anyone probably not. Ever I'm, really I'm amazed. Ready. I'm in, I'm amazed the people that are so materialistic-minded and not awoken. Awaken spiritually at all, but don't even think about it. Yeah, I just mean like uh, you know, your first time being your mom is your first time mm-hmm. being your mom. I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything but the experience itself that yeah. Can but a lot of them just right? think about their physical self, and they really truly don't. They're yeah. quite quite self-centered, and they think that the baby is has come for them to express their views on the baby and they are to mold the child into doing what they want them to do. They they just become an extension of the parent's ego. Mm-hmm. There were many people that said, oh, you're going to have him be uh, a doctor or this. I said, no, I'm not going to have him be anything. When he gets here, he's going to be. He's going to be. And in him will be what he's going to be. I just want to make try to make sure that I don't step in the way of him finding out what it is that he's going to be. And he may be several things in life, but uh, no, he is not to be something to make me proud. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that kind of leads in, about that. into my next question, which mm-hmm. was, uh, what hopes did you have for my life? You know, maybe not my life situation. Uh, I, I but... wanted you to understand very, very much that that the reason that anybody is born is to to uh, discover uh, their spiritual self, for it to wake it to awaken and expand. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want you to have some goal of making money, making money, and forget that. Uh, There are many people who have done that, and in their dying days, I've never heard of one of them. Never heard of one of them said I should should have spent more time at the office. No. And is there um, any other lessons that maybe you wanted to make sure that that I had going into into life, or did it all just kind of come I, I wanted you, I wanted you to to know how important respect was, and I think you heard that from from me so many times. In fact, one time I said to you, said to you, I was kind of angry with you because I I wasn't understanding if you were being respectful to this person, and it was a person who had done done uh, time in prison. And um, they were serving me, and uh, you were about, oh, 11 or so, I think, 11, 12, something like that. And uh, and you made kind of a snide remark. And I said, come here. Has that man ever done anything to you? He said, no. And, uh, and I said, he deserves your respect. He's doing a respectful thing. You show him respect. And you said, well, he's easy. Mm-hmm. And you had heard the talk around the neighborhood, and you, Wes was his name, if you remember Wes. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, you said, well, he's just a prisoner. He's been in prison all his life. I said, well, he's not doing anything he's going to prison for now. He's doing a very respectful thing. So respect right. him for he, who he is today, this day. And, um, and then I... Uh, I said, apparently you need more guidance on that, so you have to stick with me for the next six weeks. Everywhere I go, you go. And I thought that was a punishment. Later on, you said to me, I didn't know I was being punished. I was having a good time. I said, oh, well, I thought you were being punished. (laughs) Well, and now I want to ask, um, what were some of your favorite memories from from my childhood? Okay, okay. The first time you saw rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My godfather told me that one, too. Yeah. It, it, that, that rain splashed out on your face, and you just, the, the, your, you, you lit up so. And you, and you said, what, Mommy? And I said, rain, Travis. And you tried to say it. And then you, you said, I like. And you have always <laughs> loved the rain and used to I run and do. play in the rain. I never stopped you from playing in the rain. And you play and play in the rain and just, just absolutely light up. How old and, was I then? Oh, gee. Uh, you, a couple years old? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah about, uh, I would probably say going on three because it had been, uh-huh. been, um, you know, you were just a baby inside before when it rained. So, so you were you were outside and you were aware. And yeah. um, that's it. Another time yeah. is when you put your letters together and you finally said a word and you just leaped in the air. I read, mommy. I read. Yeah. 
I read and you danced around and I was so glad that I had chosen rather than to to work such long hours and bring you things, lots of things. I worked less hours to have more time with you. And I thought I probably would have missed out on that and some babysitter would have told me that that happened. Right. So I, I remember really them glad. just all the writing looking like scribbles for so long. Uh-huh. But I remember being frustrated or just very determined to, like, mm-hmm. decode it, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, but I kept asking myself, why can't, why can't I understand it? You know, mm-hmm. this is the stuff I remember as a kid. Uh-huh. And, um, I was just, I was just like, there's no way that I can't, if everyone else can do it, why can't I do it? And, mm-hmm. and maybe, yeah, maybe I even remember, uh, perhaps something where it's like, I guess it's like going from being blind to being able to see kind of, because it's Mm -hmm. like, I sort of remember the words, you know, uh, looking like scribbles normally to me, Mm -hmm. but then like, you know, almost if it were a movie or something, you can imagine Mm -hmm. the camera all Mm -hmm. of a sudden Mm -hmm. getting sharp on, on something where you can, you can finally see it and it's not just like blurry. Uh Uh And then a word stood out to me and I said it and then you said, that's what it was. Uh-huh. And, I, and uh-huh. I was so excited. And then once I knew I could do it, I guess mm-hmm. it became easier from there. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then books have been, you're, you're not a bookworm, but books have been your grand sense. And, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then you were always writing little books after that. Always writing books. Started drawing. I remember oh, yes. you telling me uh-huh. stay up And one, one that was, so, oh, yes, yes. Even even when you were like uh Five years old, you you would make these little books out of uh, notebooks that that you'd lift a page and lift a page and lift a page, and mm-hmm. uh, one that was really funny. You were making these uh, little books and you'd tell them the story and and uh, you'd write little things on them. And and this one, there was just a line there on the page, and I said, "What's that?" He and you said, "Well, he went." Well, I guess he did. It kind of reminds me of some of the random humor I used to have. Is just like, Uh remember when we went bowling one time? Oh yes, we went bowling uh, one time with the scorekeeping. Yeah, and then on the on the screen, you know, X is strike, and Mm -hmm. then uh, half, you know, half of an X is a spare. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, "What does that mean?" Mom, half a good time, and then, I don't know. <laughs> I just cracked just, up. Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. time, I remember you were around seven, and you made mm-hmm. this statement to me: "I'm staying up all night long, Mama," and I'm mm-hmm. telling you all night long. <laughs> and and I said, "Well, if that's what you want to do." So you sat at the end of the end of your bed with your your. Uh, like you, you see comical pictures of little Indians and your mm-hmm. arms folded and everything. And there you sat. It must have been about 45 minutes later I came in the room and there you were sound asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one time I, I did, I think the, the well, first that was time the class, I experienced... That was the class yeah, project. sleep deprivation uh, uh-huh. experiment. Uh-huh. And uh, on the weekend, of course, when you yeah, staying, you had you your you had your little day. you had your little friend with you, but he didn't make it. He, yeah, he didn't make it. He found he didn't it. make it. But yeah, I, no. somehow you I don't know it. what I did. 
I've maybe I drank some it. soda, kept myself up with sugar or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. watched TV. Mm-hmm. But I made it, yeah. You made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some memories that I have are, um, I don't know what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't anything particularly that was said or done, but it was just um, when we would play uh, baseball at the park, just you and me, uh, across the street from the mobile home park. Yes. Uh-huh. Just uh, you would, you were teaching me how to, you know, uh, aim for the ball or just, Mm-hmm. You know, keep my focus, and then you would you would pitch the ball to me, and mm-hmm. and uh, like you said, you, you I really appreciate that you did take the time to you know mm-hmm. not give yourself long hours, and you know mm-hmm. at the time that seems you know just the way it is, but I know a lot of kids didn't have that, you know. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. In fact, I remember one time when we were over that park, there was a little boy watching. And then finally he asked, can I play too? And we said, yeah. So we let him play. And then he says, I wish my mommy would play with me. You know? Yeah. yeah. And and you felt very badly for him because that was not the situation. Of course, we didn't know what her situation was. But uh, right, and we, she wasn't there. Um, you know, I think parents have so many fears about giving their life or giving their kids the best life possible. But... Mm-hmm. The, and um, I still say the formula is the time you spent with them. The time, yeah. And, and, and the love you because... You take them places with you and you include them in it. And if it's a place the child can't go, don't go yourself. Mm, yeah, that's true. That was you my know? rule. That and even rule. even uh, learning to take care of yourself as though you were your own child is another thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's many things that you would do to yourself that you wouldn't do to your kid. And it's like, well, why would you treat yourself any less than that. That's you know right. why, why not uh, value There was another your... thing that you did. When, when your daddy died, you were only just two and a half. And I had a, I had a friend, John, if you remember John. We used to call yeah. him Aggravating John. <laughs> yeah. um, anyhow, um, it was about three months after your daddy died. And somebody told me I, it could take that long before I'd start to cry. And I just started to cry. So I called John, and I said, John, will you come and get Travis? I can't seem to stop crying. And he said, absolutely not. And I said, all the favors I've done for you and gone out of my way for you, and you won't do this little thing for me. He said, it'd be the meanest thing I ever did, did, Kay. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, that child needs to know that his mother can cry really, really hard and survive at the other end of it. Because you've been being so jolly and so everything. Uh, He's not going to know that a person can survive sadness. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, uh, I was angry with him at first, and then I saw the wisdom in it. And you reached over two and a half. And um, and you put your you put my head on your shoulder and you patted me on the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And do you remember? Do you remember when we used to play? Uh, uh, you were the co-pilot and I was the pilot in the car. And yeah. I had, navigator. I would hand you, yes, navigator. Yes, mm-hmm. and I would hand. And you weren't that old. Before so GPS. <laughs> yep, and I would hand you yeah. the map. Then you would uh, map us out. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because, you'd, yeah, you'd have a lot of time, mm-hmm. hard time um, 
keeping a track of the exit. <laughs> so I would help. Yes, right. And you, you'd, uh, you'd be my co-pilot. Mm-hmm. I remember also, um, you know, searching for Easter eggs around the house. Oh, you remember that? How though. special that was! Yeah, waking up in the morning and you'd spend all night putting mm-hmm. them uh, different spots throughout the house. Mm-hmm. And then, remember uh, how I told you your room had to be super clean because Easter bunnies do not come in to a disorderly room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also remember um, that I think I think it was probably just about the time for me to know that there wasn't a Santa Claus. Oh yeah. But <laughs> but I hadn't really guessed that there wasn't one. Mm-hmm. But I think you either, oh, I had thought that you you either thought that I had yeah, yeah. I thought you because um because one Christmas I remember seeing something that you said that Santa gave me in mm-hmm. the shopping cart when yes, we went that's right. mm-hmm. when we went out. Mm-hmm. And right. and I just said you gave it to me and said, Santa gave this to you. And I said, but mom, I remember seeing this in the shopping cart. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I didn't even really put it together. I probably would have if I had time, but you were like, yeah. oh, you got it. There's, you know, uh-huh. I was uh-huh. like eight, nine years old, eight or nine. I yeah. think I was ready, but, um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you used to take me to the, uh, Cajun festival. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Yes. Uh-huh. And there would be, uh, there would be dancing, and it was at night, and uh, I remember the the food being, mm-hmm. I, I guess it's their thing to, to have burnt food, or that's the that's mm-hmm. the joke, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I remember liking the food, too. And then mm-hmm. you took me to uh, the Renaissance Fair. Oh, do you remember the Renaissance Fair and how shocked mm-hmm. you were when uh, people weren't having manners, and you were just, what in the world do I do with this? Oh, I remember that. No, but <laughs> I had to. I had to explain to you. No, this is a very special event, and we're yeah. we're playing. Never again will you get to walk across tables and 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 uh, throw and, chicken bones. And, and, yeah, throw chicken yeah. bones. Everything. This is this is a fantasy. Yes. Yeah. No, I still love Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when we were in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. There was one time, you know, it was like our tradition to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. And like you told me before, uh, when you're in Florida, you're you're up against the elements. And uh, it was raining really hard one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And we were just, uh, we wanted to rush in to see the beginning of America's Funniest Home Videos. And we're just going, going through the rain and uh, shutting the car and running in the house. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, one thing that the I understood and I still appreciate it now, I think as a mother you have a, a sense of when there's danger or not. Mm-hmm. But um, you would take me to the pool, remember? And there was lightning and it was raining really hard. I never taught to fear lightning when I was a child. We swam mm-hmm. in the lakes when it was lightning. And uh, here it was lightning, and we were in the swimming pool, and we had our friend Randy. Remember how big Randy was? Yeah. We had a friend Randy, and there was these church people that in this little building, and they looked up, and they started uh, coming out and telling me I was a bad mother and that yeah. the lightning was going to strike that swimming pool and everything. And I said, no, I said, I don't live in a world where God kills little boys in a swimming pool. Perhaps that's your world, but not mine. Yeah. And they were and they were starting to taunt me and everything. But they didn't know how big Randy was. And Randy was yeah. sitting on the 
sitting on the steps of the shallow end, and he just kept coming up. At, he said, I want to look, and he said, I want to look somebody in the eye real deep in the eye while you're saying she's a bad mother. Yeah. And he kept coming up out of that swimming pool, and it's like his body would never end. They ran. <laughs> Yeah. And I, well, you got a lot of space there. <laughs> and I mean, I've yeah. been to water parks. You know, they're still my favorite amusement park. Yeah. Um, you know, all these uh, years in my life, and uh, I think that's still the funnest time I've ever had in the pool. And mm-hmm. it's just so cool, the rain coming down, you see the lightning, and oh, yeah. it's, it's just. But we you know you're safe. Under, we would yeah. dive underneath the water and look up, and, and it looks like little fairies hitting the water when you're down underneath looking up and the raindrops are hitting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there was one time in Florida when I was uh, sick, um, and I think you had work or something, you came home, and you uh, brought me Ninja Turtle popsicles. I think it was popsicles. Mm-hmm. And you said, I know you're not feeling well, but guess who I ran into today? And and yeah, I think you said that either you probably you try to convince me that you ran into a Ninja Turtle or, or if there was a guy actually in a suit yeah. or something, uh-huh. but you said, uh-huh. I saw one of the Ninja Turtles and he told me to get this for you. <laughs> uh-huh. and, uh, oh, I think it, that was probably a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. I, I remember that really uh, brought, you know, brightened up my day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then... um we would we would I remember we'd watch Roseanne together. We'd watch Cops mm-hmm. that show when it was early on. Uh, mm-hmm. We'd go to the uh, the Dollar movies. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. And how about when I had the the bicycle? You know, one of those older people bicycles is the the three wheel bicycle, and we used to go to the swap meet. And uh, and the, I would give you I would give you a small amount of money, and you learned how to trade. Okay. Uh, what was it you were trading? Some little oh oh it was McDonald toys, uh-huh. and you would trade with them there. And uh, there was the most adorable little girl, uh, Brittany, wonderful yeah, artist. Mm-hmm. And the two of you would draw together, and you would pop her in the back of that that bicycle, and and there'd be enough to buy the two of you an, an ice cream cone. You'd treat your lady to an ice cream cone. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one time I remember very much, uh, I always told you, don't get into moodiness. Never let moodiness get out of you. And so if you would start to do that, I'd say, oh, you want to be moody, huh? Oh, you went, well, let's just see how moody we can get and how awkward. Yours just terrible. You can always choose. That's a choice to be moody and a choice to be angry. Yeah, yeah. So we can make it really bad. And so I would go through this big drama and make it really bad. And then I said, or oh, you can go over in the sunshine. I mean, this is your choice. What you do you want to do? Yes, a bad thing happened, but you can choose how you handle it. Yeah, and, uh, and so and Brittany, still stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Brittany, one time when uh, uh, you came home from school and she was there and she was all sad and she was had, and anyhow, I came home from my work and because Brittany's mother used to babysit the two of you, and um, I came home from work and I heard you, you counseling Brittany, get on the sunny side. Uh, Brittany, the other side is awful. Let me tell you, it is just awful, and it can get worse and worse, and you get stuck in it. Do you know you can get stuck in it? 
Yeah, and, and I still you were passionate about it. Left it on to her. <laughs> I still, you know, I've had that issue with uh, friends and and girlfriends and stuff. Uh-huh. Where the, and you used to uh-huh. tell me, you say, don't let your emotions run your life. Mm-hmm. I remember you looked me sternly in the eye, and I was probably too young to really know uh-huh. deep, uh, complex emotions yet, but. Mm-hmm. But later in life, yeah. you know, nope, definitely... No, you can't have emotion, but for gosh sakes, okay, you have it, feel it, and then yeah. decide whether you're going to stick with it or not. Don't just let it take off with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Because um, even as soon as you get involved in something, you end up feeling better. Yeah. You know? and, right. it, and then if you just keep going, mm-hmm. a lot of time you'll get yourself out of a funk. Exactly. You know? And and you you definitely taught me the the value of of money and too. I remember you told me one story where uh, you had uh, you, there was something that you were saving up for and you wanted to to buy it when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you finally went in there with uh, everything you had, and then uh, it turned out that you were a penny short That's or right. something like that. And and earlier that week, you had seen a penny mm-hmm. or something, or dropped one, and and didn't didn't pick it up, and then you were thinking, if I had just kept yeah. that penny, mm-hmm. yeah, right on, right. Yeah, and 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 so I mean, you might think you know everybody knows that kind of stuff, but I mean, a lot of kids don't get taught just the those basic principles of you know yeah. uh, working for yourself and, and the- valuing things. Remember the books about the gimme bears and stuff? The gimme gimmies or? Yeah, the gimme bears. I don't know if they were bears. What I remember is something like me first and the gimme gimmies or something. Yeah, like uh-huh, the gimme gimmies. And when yeah. you were much older, you were a teenager one time, remember? You told me, you, go, you went, oh, no, I feel like one of those gimme gimme characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember you, um, little things you would do to... Let me know your thing. How about the basket when you did something and then you'd pull a string? What? And, and then what happened? The prize would be? Oh, it'd be the zonk? Well, did you remember the zonk? Because we used to put in one of them was a trip to Catalina. One of them was uh, some little character, some little, uh, uh, you know, a cartoon character. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it was a treat. Sometimes it was money and everything. You pull the string when you did something, and this would be your pay. And then this one time you pulled it, and it was a zonk, and you mm-hmm. went zonk. And I said, "Life's like that, Travis. Sometimes you're going to work yourself to the bone, and at the end of the day, you get nothing. So you better learn how to handle zonks too. Yeah. How about the tickets?" Remember when I didn't spank you, but I'd leave you a ticket? You had an allowance, and I'd leave you a ticket for doing something? Oh, like a like a if uh-huh. I got like a parking ticket or something? Yeah, it was like, it was you, know, like you didn't make your bed or something like that, and yeah. here a ticket, and you go, a ticket, not a ticket. What was the ticket, like chores or something? Or, or no, staying no, home it or money, money. Oh, I was in money. And yeah. you go, oh, no, not a ticket. I'd say, Travis, sometimes <laughs> I parked the car in the wrong spot because something else, I said, you didn't think about making your bed. Something yeah. else was more important. And I said, with me, I'll run along because yeah. I didn't stop that few minutes to look and see my surroundings and I'd get a ticket. And I worked hard for that, buddy. 
and, and so then you work for your allowance, and uh, you got a ticket. Yeah. I tried to make my lessons fit life. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, I, I definitely was more prepared than than a lot of kids my age. Well, you know, I'm there's. Glad. I mean, um, I mean, but then there's still people who are more. Uh, well, then again, I had different values, but it's always like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you might look at other kids. Like you hear about these kids who are uh, six. Like as far as you know, later in life, I had musical thing, mm-hmm. and you and I've heard stories about uh, other musicians I've looked up to, or even mm-hmm. younger than me now and stuff, and got mm-hmm. started at sixteen, seventeen, and right out of high school, mm-hmm. they were they were doing this and doing that and playing mm-hmm. shows and just depending on ways, how focused you are. Yeah, in some ways, I wish maybe I was that driven or that ready but but then again uh one of the big stars who um recently is one of those stories mm-hmm. he he committed suicide at 28 uh, mm-hmm. uh in april last yeah, month because that seems he, to be the danger age for he was kids. so driven yeah 27 you, you know mm-hmm. that's like when you're entering a new phase uh in mm-hmm. your life mhm and he was, but he was so driven that it was, it was almost a disease, you know, where he and couldn't. It's relax. almost like sometimes some guys will marry a beautiful. I'm a beautician, everyone knows me beautician, and they some guys will marry a beautiful, beautiful woman who has a lot of personality and everything, and maybe she even came from a family with money and they don't have. And so this woman is going to fill the hole in them. Well, she fascinates him for a while and all of that, but she's never going to fill that hole because the hole is always your God connection. Mm-hmm. And um, and always, there for your whole life, there's going to be a little bit of that hole there. And that's what's calling you, telling you, you need to find out more. There's so much more. But when they, this woman doesn't fill it, they feel let down. She's not giving to them. She must have something else in there because he remembers he remembers that first time he saw her and everything. He felt so and she accepted the date and they would you know, until so he felt so full. So surely she's withholding something from me. And they'll mistreat her terribly. Right. And vice versa. So mm-hmm. um So what uh, are some what, of the other questions what, now? I guess yeah, what changes of... what changes have you noticed in yourself? After having a kid, oh, I had to be a little more flexible and allow things to be, because I was—I thought when you act this, then blah 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 is the outcome. And one of the things was you being a punk rocker. When I was in the fifties, the punk rockers were bad dudes. They—they—they yeah. they, they were what the name sounds like, punks. And um, and then when your friend. Uh, Joe. Joe said yeah. to me, no, Mrs. Strickland, we're more of a fashion statement. He said, listen, let's call us baby punks. He said, no, we're not anything. And you said, mom, the sweetest kids in school are punk punks. And I said, oh, yeah, well. And then you then I uh, started taking you to the concerts and stuff like that and watching the things around and 
and and um, then finally you guys bought me a ticket, and I because I remember I used to sit out in the parking lot and wait. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I didn't just sit there staring. I had my books. I had to remember. I had a, I was camped. <laughs> I had every comfort in the world. I had a little cooler with with stuff in it, snacks, uh, my uh-huh. my old book. Nobody could bother me. I mean, I was camped. And I remember uh, some young fellas going by one day and said, look at that woman. I mean, she is comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, no. uh, and, punk? Go ahead. Yeah, and 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 I watched, I saw, and other than some people, there's always somebody who's going to cause some trouble. No yeah, no, what. punk for me was more, um, you know, I was a little... Uh, more sensitive and artistic, uh, only child. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't particularly very forward. And, you know, I changed schools a few times. So I wasn't particularly mm-hmm. forward in, mm-hmm. in in making a lot of friends or mm-hmm. or hadn't been conditioned to sort of yeah, think but you the, did, probably a long time did. you didn't you, know? you hadn't had the, 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 the chance to have all that horseplay and teasing and everything that, that goes on in the home when you have Well yeah, and, and also these were these were kids with uh, similar mentalities, you know. You are you you put me ahead a lot in life but in some especially in the younger years Mm-hmm. a little bit of a tough spot, too, because then mm-hmm. I'm a little more aware of the things than a lot yeah, of other people yeah. are, you know? Some some of their uh, lack of maturity, I imagine, was a little disgusting to you. But I'll tell you, that, that might have a little something to do with genealogy, too, because when I was very young, very young, uh, with my classmates in school like that, uh, they would do certain things, and I'd think, <laughs> how foolish. Can't they see all the trouble they're causing for their own self. Uh, that That is nothing to uh, be to sulk in the corner about half the damn day. What are they, what are they doing? They're, they're, they're sucking off this, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I would see that. And then they would try to, you know, they'd come and tell me the sad story, and I'd say, oh, for heaven's sakes, that's boring, and walk off. That did not make me too popular. Fortunately for me, I was good at athletes and, uh, you know, I was a good athlete. But I was a very popular kid, and yeah. I, and uh, uh, but had horrible grades, horrible grades. That was, that I was very concerned about for you because I know, especially for a boy, it's very important that you do well in school. But you always did well in school. Well, yeah, and and yeah. So for me, it was just having oh favorite a... time, favorite time, favorite time. Uh-huh. You were called in about your math grades. They went down. Uh-huh. And uh, your math teacher said to me, "Do you want to talk with me uh, to to me about this uh, without Travis here, or would you want Travis here?" I said, "What's well, about him? He sh- he should be here." So you were in another class, and she brought and she brought me there. And so she said, "Do you want me to talk to you, Mrs. Strickland, first, or to Travis first?" And I said, "Travis first." And so uh, he she said to you. Um, why have your grades gone down? And you looked at her and you, and you said, I have not applied myself. And I busted out <laughs> laughing. And she looked at me like, you're laughing? And I said, I'm not sure that this is my kid. I said, because if you had asked me that question when I was his age, 
I would have told you that nightly I got abducted by by aliens or something. Yeah. And 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 I was Doggy trying very hard. I was trying very hard to do my math, but you know it was just a situation I couldn't couldn't uh, avoid. Right. <laughs> and you were so <laughs> honest. You were so honest, and I loved it. You know, you yeah. have always. You I have think always. I've always you have yeah. always. You have always. No matter how hard you you you've always had the wisdom to know. Face music, just face the music. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you think you've learned and gained from being a mom? Like I said, you know, a lot of patience and and a broader mind, and to understand that just be a little more about don't judge the book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, are you saying like um, maybe some of the things that you're exposed to through me, as far as uh, you know what what punks are, what, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because, yeah, for me, it was finding a place uh, that I could fit into where I, you know, I was naturally a kind of a different kid. And, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, it, it, it just seemed like a home for me and a way to express myself Mm -hmm. and, and a way to think for myself. Cause like I said, all the things that you were making me more aware of, like, I mean, a lot of kids don't get told that, you know, when I'll see, what I called the cool kids. Mm-hmm. You used to tell me, you know, these these kids that are in your life who seem like the most confident, mm-hmm. but a lot of times the most insecure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just having that knowledge, it was like, I mean, that stuck with me for so long because we're all mm-hmm. in this kind of competitive, you know, place mm-hmm. where, you know, growing up, where we're told to, to be bigger or better than the next guy. But you mm-hmm. would always tell me, to, to question the way things appeared, you know, mm-hmm. someone may look like they have it all, but you don't know what's going on in their life or, mm-hmm. you know, they may have nice homes, but it's not so nice inside. And right. that was one thing that, that you always made sure that we had was a loving home, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that, and like I told many people growing up that I always felt like a rich kid, you know, because mm-hmm. I had so much love. And you realize how much love you really have when you're out in the world and mm-hmm. everyone else doesn't shower you with affection the same way. And, uh, you know, and so uh, just growing up with that support and everything and also being an only child. I mean, I, I was given, I didn't have lavish uh, uh, desires for, for things no, that we, that we couldn't one buy. Time, you know? One time I remember it was your birthday. And I said, do you want a birthday party or would you like to take a one or two of your friends and go to the amusement park or something? And you said, no. I said, neither one of them. He said, no. And I said, well, what would you, how would you like to celebrate your birthday? He, he said, mom, I love my room. I really love my room. And I want to go in my room and I want to stay in my room all day long and just love my room. And he said, and I don't. And you said, and I don't want you coming in my room or anything. I want to send out the pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to watch my little TV, too, and I just want to just bask in my room. Yeah. And I said, that's. I said, well, I can avoid that. Yeah. Okay. Go right ahead. And that's what you did. Right. And another time I asked you, I said, because we were living in a mobile home park. And uh, and I said, I know that most of your friends have more higher-end houses and all that. And I said, do you ever feel slighted by that? 
And you said, no, Mom. And again, you said, I love my room. (laughs) She said, no, 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 I never feel that way. And I said, well, good. Well, and then I, yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, I've had a lot of friends and girlfriends who had, you know, pretty much. Oh, really, really. You know, nice home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they they had so much pressure on them. I remember one time uh, a girlfriend, uh, her dad was driving me home. And uh, some of our Mm -hmm. listeners might know uh, the movie American Pie. So this is uh, a movie. The movie American Pie was filmed at her house. So she had one of these typical all-American Midwestern Victorian homes and everything. And, you know, he's driving me home uh, to the mobile home park. And here I am, her first boyfriend with different colored hair and, you know, kind of out there and and everything and in the way I look and express myself. And it made him nervous. And he said before he dropped me off or, you know, he pulled up in front of the house before I got out of the car, he said, I know I don't want you to mess up my kid's life. You know, we've been preparing her this whole time to go to college and to have a future and to have a career. And you're not going to be the one that's going to stand in her way to that happening. And I, and I felt so like, what do you, where does this even come from? You know, there's I never my intention to take away from her studies or anything like that, but that kind of home where everything is appearances. And you remember her mom. Oh yes. What grew uh-huh. up, grew up in a, a home that, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't the wealthiest. Right. But he and had grown, she, he had grown up. And she way. had once before she married him, she had married, married a man and they lived way out in the, in, way out in nothing in some other country. Yeah. Um, you know, like explorers and and all of that. And uh right. and she was very nice and very very open to experiences and, and knew that you could come from nothing and if you wanted to make security you have it. And also she was yeah. quite aware that you could have a whole whole lot and overnight it can be wiped away and if that's who you thought you were was that right. success uh it, it it could completely destroy the whole family and she was right. aware of that so the pressure that was on this girl oh, you know i remember when we went we ate uh dinner at the house and every other word she'd say he'd think her give give him proper definition of that word yeah right exactly and and she here she was having Yes, but I mean, yeah. come on, get off of this girl's back. Yeah. And remember, I said to you, you know, uh, if you don't have a long, long-term relationship with her, I was going to tell you it's going to be the problem. It's going to be money, and uh, mm-hmm. she's going to think um, that uh, you're supposed to belong to the yacht club and this and that and the other, uh, because that's just what she knows. She knows nothing else. Right. Yeah. Well, I just want to end on um uh-huh. on a few more things that that I gained um from our relationship is you told me that uh before I was born you wanted to make sure that I treated women with respect because you oh, had known yes. so many womanizers or or been a victim yes. yourself and mm-hmm. and so and I would say you have. <laughs> yeah, and and so that has always stuck with me. Do you remember the time? I don't know if this is proper to do or not, but I just did it. And you mm-hmm. could not have been over 10 years old. You were sitting, sitting in, I said, come here, sit in this chair. 
you sat in the chair. You hadn't started dating yet. Maybe you, maybe, maybe you old up now, about 30 today. Told you to go sit in this chair. You said, yeah, and I touched you here, and I touched you there, and I touched you, touched you, touched you, and I even touched you at an appropriate spot very briefly. And everything, and I said, and you, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, how do you like that? You said, Mom, that's awful. I said, that's what a girl will feel like. Don't ever do it to her. And when she tells you no, mm, yeah. she means no. She doesn't mean convince me. She doesn't mean frighten me into it. She doesn't mean any She means no. And you respect that. Yeah. And um, and as far as I know, <laughs> I never got any rumors back that you didn't hurt to that. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, any girl that you went with, you always improved her life in some way. I will say that. Thank you, Mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of kids grow up there with dads who try to teach them how to how to get a woman or how to treat a woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what, who can teach you better than a woman herself? You know? yeah, exactly. exactly. So, mm-hmm. and the last thing I wanted to say that I've always uh been grateful to you for is uh teaching me that it's not so much what you do it's putting love into what you do yeah, there you go you know so that's it's, yeah yeah it's not the power so of much that i used to say that to you it's not not so much that you love what you do it's that you put the love into what you do and then you'll finally love cuz even things that what kind of energy think, what kind of energy do you bring to your job? Don't right. expect get there and expect to receive good energy from your job. You bring the good energy into your job. And even people who, who get their dream jobs, they'll realize mm-hmm. there's complications, there's things oh, that they don't yeah, want always. to do in that job. Of course, of course. And so then again, they have to remind themselves, why am I doing this? What mm-hmm. you know? What mm-hmm. is the ultimate goal here? And mm-hmm. And, you know, am I doing something that's making other people's lives better? And, mm-hmm. and as long as you know you're doing that, you, it can mm-hmm. carry you through anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember you were managing the yoga shop. And I remember you telling me uh, about, you know, there were some of them that were kind of whining and carrying on because the boss wasn't always cheery, cheery, cheery when he came in. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you said, uh, that's our job. We're the ones that are supposed to be cheery, cheery. He's the one that's paying the rent of this place and everything like that. (laughs) Let us be the cheery, cheery, cheery ones. (laughs) And I thought, well said. Mm -hmm. All right, well, um, last week we had Stephen on, your friend. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was great having guests. And so Mm -hmm. I want to bring on my good friend, Tana. Mm -hmm. And... uh, so we're going to give her a call and get some of her experiences of having a child who I think is mm-hmm. going maybe on one or two years old now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll be back. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. we'll, I think we'll everybody's going to enjoy Tanya. She's a delightful person. Uh-huh. Just don't remember mm-hmm. to call her Tana. <laughs> yeah, did I say Tanya? Excuse me, it's that's so my easy. It's, name. It's a very unique Tana, name, Tana, yeah, right, Tana. It's, uh, so it's sorry. a name I think her mom came up with, actually mm-hmm. invented it. T-A-U-N-A. Oh. Sounds a lot I like see. Tanya. But, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. so we'll have her on, and we'll be right back. Here's another song. 